Welcome to the Take 92 Podcast. This is Sammy Warmhands. I am your host. And today I've got an old friend here by the name of CP. He's uh, brought along his friend, B. Noble. They're in a group called Poets with Power out from Lahaina, Hawaii. And the first time I ever rapped was with CP and his group back in high school. So it'll be cool to catch up. First time I've seen him in like a decade. And it sounds like they do some of the same stuff as I do out here, hosting all the artists that come through their area. So let's check it out. New project's called Be Noble X C Penis. C Penis. Yeah, that's the, the friend zone. It's called friend zone. Yeah. C Penis. Yeah. Is that like a C Penis, like like of the C? No, there's no there's no I in it. There's no nautical theme here, <laughs> like a penis. No, it's of like the Ness. Sea? It's like C P. My Ness. It's not it's like, like chicken of the sea. No, I C, mean C Penis. Everyone loves chicken, right? Maybe except for yeah. vegans. vegans. I mean, oh, yeah. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. <laughs> See, this is how we start the show. Perfect. We just start bullshitting. Mm-mm. Listeners Taste. at home, CP finds it odd what we're doing right now, but I, I think he likes it. He goes, so what do you do exactly? And I say, well, we just talk. Here Haven't we, we been talking, though? That's we what were. I'm saying. It's just <laughs> the same thing as what we've been doing, basically. Yeah. Just uh, now for, I might I might just steer it in a little direction here and there, but otherwise it's it's just that. So yeah, it looks like our mics are, are, are good. I think it'll be cool. Um, so let's talk about the group. Let's introduce um, Poets of Power. So you guys are based out of where uh, Maui, Maui, Hawaii, cool uh, Lahaina. Uh, I don't know if everybody out there knows this, but uh, Sammy Warmhands and I used to go to high school together here in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, where the live taping is going on now. We were in the hip-hop club in school. <laughs> Guess what it was called? The North Eugene Hip-Hop Club. It was. N-E-H-C, bitches. It Sorry, was. can you say it, bitches on... Fuck this? yeah. Oh, <laughs> F-bombs. <laughs> uh, let's go... Uh, this is my buddy right here, uh, Brooks Noble. Uh, we call him B. Noble on the scene here. Uh, he also lives in uh, Lahaina with me, and we do the Poets with Power Project also uh, with uh, our cat Skeptic. Uh, Not to be confused with uh, Skeptic of Double Dragon, our previous guest. Yeah, he, uh, but Skeptic <laughs> from Double Dragon does it with a K. Yes. And then ours is with a C. Yeah, because so skept- he knows how to spell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If you put three of them on there, it might be a little... <laughs> <laughs> but And then also uh, this girl, Kelsey, we call her R. Kales, and uh, our DJ, uh, Deviant. Okay, so you guys got a full full lineup. Yeah, that's like, it's like the uh, Maui Wu-Tang. Nice. <laughs> Except nice. no ghost face. So we got B Noble here. Indeed. When did the group come together? Well, um, the group started with a B Noble and Skeptic about go what go three and a half years ago or so, and we made a a full length album. And toward the end of finishing that so album, B Noble and Skeptic, we uh, started making music here with a uh, C Penis, and he's on. a I'm going to say, what, three, four tracks, maybe a couple beats thrown in there, helped out by this gentleman. Um, and then we have a project still in the works with Poets with Power. Um, quite a few songs already uh, ready to be recorded or partially recorded or needing mixed down. Kind of kind of sitting in the closet because we've now acquired our Kelsey, our female MC and vocalist, and our DJ Deviant. So now we're almost on a new project with that one. Okay. Kind of figuring out how to put this one out, too. So Lots was the stuff. first one, was it just Skeptic and Be Noble? That was the name? 
Maybe yeah, Be Noble and Skeptic Noble was the Skeptic. name of it. Okay. Um, the front cover of the album does have Casey Paquette over here, CP on it as well. So the three of us are actually on the front. It was just uh, Skeptic and myself had already made seven or eight songs before we started collaborating with with uh, C Penis over here, and so we just pushed the album out as that pretty fast. We kind of pushed it out really fast. I like when that birth. happens. It's a man. quick birth. That, that's, that's a few hours of labor, no inductions, no inducing. It was good. Came out smooth nice. at first. Yeah, that's that's always the best thing. I feel like when, um, like when I started my first group, we made our whole album demos and finals and all of that in two months, and it was like eighteen songs. Just cranked it out, and same sort of thing happened. Like right at the tail end, um, who the person who would become our our, our next MC in the group kind of kind of came in and did a couple of guest parts and and it just kind of fit and we're like fuck i think this is i think this is happening you know i think we're a real group now building know? blocks you know what i mean it keeps getting better and more amazing and you meet new people and it's hard as we're in the situation right now where the album that we have with the three casey skeptic and myself be noble is kind of on the back burner right now because we didn't push it out fast enough and mm. now we've got this whole other entity that we're working on with the group, you know. You gotta pick and choose. You gotta bob and weave. Yeah. You know? It's hard. Sometimes you gotta sit on a project for a while until the right time mm-hmm. when you can Indeed. actually drop that. Right now I've he- heard of myself like referred to as like seven different names in this whole thing. It's like so many different projects that we're all doing at the same time and not just within hip hop but just in music or art just in general yeah you know what i mean That's you, you were here. telling me about your your band that you're in too yeah also uh i'm in a rock band kind of rock rap deal called the lamonts that's going to be coming out here very soon december we're looking at nice for an album with them lots of mixing going on right now i just recorded five tracks with them before i left out to uh eugene yeah. went to uh justin dills's uh wedding oh really yeah do you remember justin Dills? yeah 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 dude uh so he, I saw JC a while back. No, way. yeah, 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 uh, McLean at a at a car dealership. Yeah, yeah, I think he's selling cars these days. This is the part where you got to have like the the and rest our soul, Lindsey May Tracy track come in. Oh, no shit. way out. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, you remember that? Dead end. Dead, dead end. end. That's yeah. what it was. Dead end. Yeah, yeah. Still me, no way me, out. My first uh, <laughs> my first ever rap I did was uh, in, in CP's old group. Uh, WSP and uh, we did this little uh, tribute for a classmate who died unexpectedly and and, um, uh, though the circumstances were fucked up it was also kind of the genesis of you know me starting to pursue this stuff so that yeah. that, that was an exciting time for yeah for us. and you, you coached a really good game that one <laughs> it was it was awesome man kind of kind of co-produced a little bit on that record we, we all went to eric munch's place and uh yeah man very I, musical family they are yes and I, that was the first time for me too i remember i was like in a real recording studio essence i was like oh shit i was like they got fiberglass windows here yep. and like and you were like i don't know you, you coached a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I you. You came it. up to me because uh, my my punk band had had done a few uh, EPD. C- yeah, yeah, we had done a few CDs in in middle school, high school, and and you were like, yo, I think we're ready to record. You know, can you hook us up with your guy? I was like, 
Fuck yeah. And you were like, well, well at can, the time, can you write with us too? Can yeah, you work on some totally. stuff? I was like, fuck yeah, this would be awesome, you know? But at the time, look, you remember, I was like, I was straight up thug at that time. I was like rocking G-Unit <laughs> jeans, rolling around in uh, JC's, uh, was that a T-Bird he had with the tops popped off? We were uh, <laughs> keeping it pretty gangster in that shit. <laughs> I remember, uh, I always, always love the intro on that CD because um, it's, it's, it's from... You know, and I, I do this stuff now uh, to some extent, too, where I'll take, you know, somebody who uh, I, I like their stuff and they haven't really done any shows, so I'll put them on one of my shows, and, you know, and so uh, you go, hey, we're a rap group on a punk show. I don't know why the fuck we're here. Yeah. <laughs> But, it, but like, I don't give a shit or whatever, yeah. and then and then you start playing. Really give a shit. Yeah, and I was like, dude, he sampled that off of the the camcorder tape and put it on the record. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that like, was G. That was that was your idea too. I think was it? I think that you you thought of that. That might like, explain oh, why to... I like it so much when I listen back to it now. That's why he's referring to it. Because I just recently heard it. <laughs> I recently put it on again. and was like, oh, I forgot that even was on there. That's dude, fucking funny. Is that's my, fucking great. My dad the other day was like, oh, he's like talking about the white satin panty CD, and we yep. were talking about. You know, I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna meet up with Sam and stuff. And he was like, he's like, oh, I always love that CD. And he was like, because he's the first voice on it. He's like, you ready tonight, guys? Or yeah, whatever he says. yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Like, I know he just loves that shit. He knows the whole thing. Awesome. Yeah, the whole thirty or what is it, like twelve seconds or something like that. You know, the funny thing about that is I still had a very limited knowledge of underground rap at that point, and so. You know, I was listening to Atmosphere, ENA, Sage Francis, stuff like that. But um, there were some beats that you guys had put on there because it was kind of a mixtape. Yeah, right. There were some beats you guys put on there that are from more well-known records that I didn't know, and so later I would hear them and be like, "Wait, yeah. this is a WSP song." And so, like, when the beat drops, you know, like a they if, stole that beat. If, if a DJ puts <laughs> it on, I'm like, "Wait, no, this yeah. is what the." How to, okay, and so like there was a period after we made that where I had to like realize like oh okay that's that's how it goes and like hip hop like mix CDs and stuff you you know you yeah. you take a little from here and a little from there and you make your own shit with it like that was foreign to me sampling, at the time they call it now I believe sampling well I mean I knew but, sampling you know but no that was like straight up loop. yeah but like yeah I yeah, yeah. I, I I'd never heard it before and um you know I know we did that that one um, we did a live band rappers delight thing. Yeah, that um, was cool. And that was fun, but like I didn't realize that there were other like pre-existing um beats on there. So it kind of that was like a a, a lesson for me to learn, you know. Well, and, and as it was for me too because at that time I learned how to like fucking rock with bands and feel yeah. that essence. I mean, I know Brooks over here too. Didn't you you played with a couple other rock bands and shit? Oh, indeed. We had a record label called 222 Studios which had seven bands in it, every different genre of music. We nice. recorded a live CD at the studio, two, 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 and one day each band doing two live recorded songs, which is actually available on iTunes. Thank you very much. <laughs> studio two, 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 a live recording. That's a dot comer right there. Yes, but I'm a big fan of the punk rock. I try to bring it to the hip hop as well. Very um, loud and passionate so so what's what's your background in in music does it begin with punk rock or hip-hop it started with uh like hip-hop metal man okay. we had a venue in gilroy california thank you where i'm from right. in the bay area it's called the gaslighter and we were the upcoming little 
metal hip-hop kids and we won the battle of the bands and put on a couple shows and the next thing you know we had people coming through like papa roach and incubus and head pe insolence no doubt deftones got to play with all these bands before they so you got to open for all those bands open for all these bands before they were signed incubus man before the fungus among us album really you know before papa roach did cut my life into yeah. pieces like before that Dude, album. When we when, we knew when you guys walked in well. here though, you're like uh, you're like oh no doubt sticker on the car. Yeah, I met front. Gwen Stefani because it was our Dude. hometown. It's no, I knew a skateboarder <laughs> in my town that you know may have had some fun with Gwen Stefani. Oh, but man. Um, I did sit outside because we'd throw, have the events after the show. After party would be at my buddy's farm. We'd have kegs there. I mean, I sat with Gwen Stefani for a good twenty minutes by the keg having conversations. That's right. Not too shabby, you know. I didn't want to stand up, cool, you know. I didn't man. want to show her what I was working with. <laughs> Got a little overexcited. A little overexcited, but was very, very lucky to grow up doing that. And then had a band named Salmon, which is like a metal band that played with 311 and stuff. And this gentleman invited me on stage to a big show one time and got to rhyme on the stage in Monterey and I look down and there's this carving it says JH on the stage and I'm like what what is that oh it was where Jimi Hendrix burned his guitar <laughs> at the Monterey Pop Music Festival and that was like the first time I remember like 16 years old or something getting on a stage before it all happened to man so Lawrence Martinez from Sam and a big influence in doing that but then we made Euphonic Flux a hip-hop group and we played with a gentleman maybe you know Kung Fu Vampire Joel they were in a group LSP and Santa Cruz and Oakland groups, and then we started doing that, and then started doing my own solo stuff, like you were talking about, and started putting on my own shows under B Noble. So what, what's the timeline for that then? So you, you started out in, like, middle school? I started 96, 97 rapping, and then 98 through 2002 was with, you know, the big come up of the Incubus and the Papa Roach thing, yeah. and then after that we were just producing, doing shows with Idea, and you know, working with hieroglyphics and, nice. you know, a bunch of people. And now I see all my friends in San Jose. I've been gone five years to Maui or, you know, Team Backpack, Dirtbag Dan, Joel Ortiz, all these people who actually I knew back in the day that now are doing big things. And yeah, look, now I'm over here in Eugene with CP's buddy. You know, it's all coming <laughs> together here. It's a beautiful, beautiful circle, full circle. That's awesome, I like man. I, I think it's great. Just like, like me and CP were talking about how, uh, that we're all just still doing it, you know, because there's there's a lot of, you know, turbulence. I mean, you just listed off a bunch of groups that you were in. I've been in a lot of groups. They don't always work out, even if they're promising and, and exciting and doing well. And it takes a lot of, I feel like, perseverance in the face of Indeed. many disappointments and, and mistakes made along the way to, to keep doing this sort of thing. And you know, too many of our friends have put it down. And, and so I, I think it's great that, you know, we just met today, but I'm hearing about your past. We came up, you know, around the same time, you yeah. even a little earlier than me, but you know, I've, I've been, been doing it since 98 and I know, I know you've been doing it for a hell of a long time too. Yeah. You cannot not make music is what I always say. And, uh, was lucky enough to have a show with the gift of gab in Maui who, um, said one of the biggest things ever to me and told me, you know, you should write or do something with your passion or your love like music every day because you never know if it's the best thing you're ever going to make. And if you don't try, then you're never going to know. And that's really inspired me to, to pretty much at least write down a word, collaborate with somebody, yeah. do an interview, listen and create something. It's all part of the 
fruit, my my son to growing my plant right here, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something you you do have to work on constantly because I feel like so much of it is just momentum, you know. It is. And there's a lot of days when I would really like to just not do anything, but there's always that mix that needs to be done, or there's always that artwork that exactly. needs to be polished up, or you know, what oh, would you rather got to do that verse, doing. you know? And and it's like, yeah, of course I'm gonna do that, you know, yeah. because we've been talking about the duality of this a little bit on this show of the. On one hand, it's the therapy and it's the thing that brings you joy. And then on the other hand, it's the thing that you you have these huge goals and, and aspirations. And sometimes when you're not getting there, it, it beats you down a little bit. So you have this like, it's the joy and it's, you know, the the thing holding you back a little bit at the same time. But I don't know what else to do, man, but make Gotta music. Gotta rise up. <laughs> Good Lord. So when you got into making music... Now, was, was WSP the first thing? I mean, were you making Yeah, records? that was pretty much like White Satin Panties was the first thing that was going on. But you know what's funny is Martin Larson from our high school just called me, <laughs> and he's in on the podcast now, too. <laughs> our, uh, we got Martin Larson here from North Eugene High School. He used to be the hip-hop club president. Got uh, Sammy Warmhands and old Casey Piquet over here into it. How are you doing? Well, it's a great evening out here. It's a beautiful day. The clouds are out. I'm really excited about going to the show tonight. There's a couple of the best of the best for Maui. Just keep me alive out here. Back over to you, Casey. <laughs> All right. He's, he's obviously been drinking. Uh, that's funny, man. Yeah, I've run into him at a couple of uh, Lucky's shows out here uh, once in a while. Martin's sick. Just, he's one of the best. see him at the old Ogar Borough basement parties sometimes, you know? Dude, Martin is one of the, the last true freestylers, I feel like, in, in like at least my grasp of of hip-hop touchers, you know what I mean, that I, I grew up with. You it's know? still alive out here, man. He's like, fun, dude. Any show out here, like, the moment yeah. it ends, they just, like, dudes rush the stage and just, like, fight over mics. Like, mics it, dude, yeah. it just happens, like, especially at Lucky's over there when, when they do a lot of the shows. Dude, yeah, when we were like, at the Hard Rock in Lahaina over there where we do a lot of shows, fucking, uh, we did one with Z-Man and Equipto from uh, the Bay. They're just super fun, you know what I mean? Everybody just snatched all the mics and just started getting down. And that's that's the thing about hip-hop. Isn't that why we're here is to create art, you know, and get people exercising that shit in their fucking head and, like, being creative. Yeah, and everybody kind of represents a different... They embody it in different ways, I should say. Right. You know, because there's, there's the MCs, there's the DJs, there's the graph writers, whatever. But still, even within that, people bring their own influences to it and so you can have a bill of different artists that all make sense because of the they all come to it out of love and respect for the music mm -hmm. but they're all doing totally different things you know exactly do you i wanted to ask you this yeah. like what i was talking to you do you dj at all no i i've i've got some records down in here but i used all that just for uh like show vinyl. Like what, a, I, what a great answer on that. You're like, oh, I've got some vinyl over here. Well, no, I mean, like, I, no, but that's I have this say, stuff, but, but, for, but not for me to actually, like, spin it, but for me to inject, like, oh, I want to play a Run DMC break in the middle of our set. Oh, I want to play that Wu-Tang break in the middle of our set. Like, but no, I would not claim to be able to scratch or anything. Like, I, But still, though, okay, so me just saying that to you, like, do you DJ? And you're like, oh, I've got some vinyl over here. It's like, nowadays, <laughs> you talk to people, like, about, especially in Maui, man, it's like, once you like go and you talk to people, it's like fuck. Like DJing nowadays is so is so like what do you could you could have two iPods plugged into eighth inch yes. cords that are going into the tape ins. You know what I mean? I'm like I'm DJing. 
You know well, what I mean? Like, look at and these that's, thumbs. That's why I don't claim to do it because, <laughs> you know, when I, when I tour, I just put my laptop on stage and, you know, I just play my beats right there from, from the files. I don't, you know, I don't do anything to the shit other than I put it in a playlist and I play it. So yeah. I don't fucking, I don't DJ. I wouldn't claim to, but it's the people who claim to and do what I'm describing. Exactly. <laughs> Those are the ones that are fucked up. Well, I mean, you can tell when somebody's never ever fucked with. I mean, you know what's cool now is like they have things like Scratch out there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're actually doing vinyl. It's just still computer. You're manipulating it in the same way. Mm-hmm. You're just going through a, a library of songs instead of your crate, you know. Or what Scratch download that you yes. just recently yes. got to make your shit sound more authentic. Yeah, but I mean, certain people, depending on what they're doing need that like i just got off tour with dj abilities and he uses like tractor or something yeah you can see these guys that are on a real technical level of like constantly switching things up that they would need that i mean even some of the old school guys you listen to uh uh jazzy jeff yeah you know watch jazzy jeff do a routine and like you know he's he's got all that serato shit too doing cuts and cutting corners at the same time (laughs) (laughs) but it's funny like i don't know it's like you're in this business you know what i mean and you're all starving artists yeah i don't know like i fuck you know what i mean i eat good because i cook during the day you know what i mean like i'm i chef you know what i mean at a nearby restaurant but it's like i'm still you know we were talking about the passion for doing music and finishing out like what you know you set out to do you know what I mean? We're all very passionate about that, but you got to pick up jobs within the musical field. Mm-hmm. So I brought up the DJ thing and like the tractor deal. It's like, I've been recently doing tractor okay. and I got like a Vestax controller and shit. And one of my really good DJ friends like gave me some scratch shit and was like, dude, you need to just DJ and do like your own little thing. So it's like, would I say I'm a DJ? No. Yeah. But I do mix fucking shit together and make it sound dope. And like, yeah, obviously sometimes with these like tourist spots that we play, it's like you got to drop some fucking, and God forbid, not dropping any Calvin Harris or anything. But <laughs> no, I'm not talking shit. I don't shit. even I'm know just, what that is. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Is like, <laughs> like, and you know what I mean? I'm not talking shit about him, but I'm just saying it's like, I don't know. I've been getting wedding gigs and stuff like that. Oh, and you yeah. have to like download, you know what I mean? But it's paying bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? And plus, you can come out there and like give them, like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome out to the, you know, blah, 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 <laughs> wedding. Do you radio voice? Oh, of course, dude. I mean, you knew that, like, back in the day, I used to do the strip club, Candy oh, Shack. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I forgot you know, about that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, just always kept that character in there. <laughs> it's in your repertoire? Just for fun, you know? It was a, a wild time. What year did you go out to Hawaii? Fuck, I don't really. Because, I mean, that would have been, been after after we graduated. Yeah, yeah. I stayed um, here for, like, another couple years okay. after and then did the the whole Candy Shack deal. Then that came out. And that was cool, dude, because on the other nights that we weren't doing stripper stuff, like, that's where I really got, like, my in on booking and stuff. We, we mm-hmm. had groups come through. We had Lafa Taylor. Nice. And Lafa Taylor is also going to be coming out to Maui, I believe, on, what, the 23rd? 23rd and this is gonna be the first time that we get to perform at the maui theater which is uh located in lahaina um but it's like where they do big shows like ula lena you know a lot of play stuff there they also do a elvis impersonation thing there but if you see the guy so it's like the vegas of maui 
No, no, no. The, <laughs> well, this little spot, no, no, no. It's just like a, it's you know a lot of performing arts. If you want to go to the Vegas of Hawaii, it's definitely Oahu. You know, okay. you know Honolulu and Waikiki and shit like that. Yeah. But we just did a show over there with uh, DJ Swamp. He's the old DJ for Beck. Nice. Yeah, he also was like the, I don't know, I forget what it's called, like DMC. Scribble Jam champion, uh, DJ Swamp. Yeah, he's Beck's DJ. Um, still tours, lives in, I think, Venice, California now. Venice, mm. Beach, yeah. Venice Beach, man. So he was a battler then. Yes, he, um, he was actually the first person to make his own compilated vinyl and had notches put on it so he knew where they were. He nice. In the Guinness Book of World Records for creating this vinyl, actually. That's pretty cool. A uh, pretty amazing guy to watch um, do his. He's, he puts on a show, too. He's, he does a little magician thing, little magical tricks with the records. He lights them on fire. Ugh. Uh, he burns records Jesus. and spins them while they're burning. Man. Yeah. yeah I, I, saw, uh, I saw Mixmaster Mike a while back, and I've seen him do it on, like, videos of the Beastie Boys and stuff, but, like, seeing him do it in person, that shit where he is scratching like crazy, and when he's really going in, and then he bends the record up, half like, half of the record, he folds up while he holds it down on the other half and scratches with it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how is this shit even possible? Like, that's some showmanship, <laughs> you know? Like, you don't get that... Anywhere but the old school DJs, I feel like. Invisible you know? scratch pickles, yep. man. You know, those are the guys. I've seen them open up for the Beastie Boys, the Intergalactic Tour, like five of them. And they blew my mind in what turntablism is even becoming. It still is with these people now at the MPC slash Digi, you know, vinyl turn USB plug in turntables. And they're mixing it together, four or five people at the same time. It's unbelievable. It's awesome. It's unbelievable. Yeah. They're a band. They're a band on vinyl. I like that, that people are finding new ways to keep keep pushing it because i mean hip-hop is a really inventive like diy kind of culture you know if you think about the essence of using a turntable as an instrument you know that'd be like somebody using a dvd player to make a movie you know like you don't you don't see that kind of shit and so when when people are finding new ways to to kind of use that mentality you know and bringing in uh, like other instruments and live loopers and and you know samplers and and all this shit mixed together. It's it's awesome to see because like we were just saying, too many people just go out there and push play, play. and pretend to adjust the knob a couple times, you know. <laughs> and that's a DJ. Yeah, there's some so. about doing the turntables that's raw, you know, and that's one form of hip hop I think that is the truest part too. It's raw. Now the NPCs they're doing them live. They're keeping it raw, even though technology is now involved in it too it's getting way more yeah. technical but it's still the the rawness of scratching on a vinyl record which is just you know you can't you can't sample that unless you sample that you know <laughs> what i mean you get that crack on the record a lot of people even erase that from it and that's one of my favorite things to hear in these snaps that yeah. people used to do i used to dig in the crates every day we'd sit there and just have parties and go buy vinyl and then you know get all our snaps and make all of our our beats from that and I mean, now we're able to just take it off of YouTube and get a movie sample if we want, man. It's pretty cool how it's all. Yeah, I remember you'd have to that. bring your fucking uh, VHS yeah. down to the yeah, studio and run some RCA cables into the into the the board and like, no, 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 rewind times. it, rewind it. I we got want the it. Time. One hour, twenty six yeah. minutes, thirteen it's seconds. Twin, so I got twin, that mark. Uh, twin De Niro says the thing right after the, you know, like, <laughs> dude, I remember doing that shit. It was funny. Or like, you hold up like a a cassette recorder to your TV. 
and oh, then yeah. you bring the cassette to the studio or some shit. We That's did a couple like, of that too. yes, we. They did, all sound still. like if you listen to a lot of s- samples, like of underground shit. You know, when they would use a sample from a movie, it would always sound like shit because they were doing some weird. But that was <laughs> cool. Like that. It was supposed to sound like, like shit. Yeah, hence punk rock too. You know, it's supposed to sound a little shitty. That's part of the the fling of it. You know, it doesn't. Nowadays, it's so perfected. I think it takes away from the. The true, you know, what you were really making and what, how you were making it. So sometimes I, agree. I, I like the natural sounding things. Recording. I used to have one of those mini tape recorders that just hit play and record the little tiny ones, and that's how I'd mm-hmm. record all of my rhymes back in the day. And some of those actually are on my first album. We snapped one of those on and had the muggy filter with it, and you know, kind of Beastie Boyish, you know, get it really nice. tunnel sounding because it just it it changes. What do you call it, flavor? Well, a little bit of pizzazz on there. And it's that out. raw energy. That's the key. Like most people miss, they look at recording like it's uh, a different thing than performing. But really what you're trying to do is just capture that spirit of the song, you know, and if if you do overanalyze it and do it a million times and fix every tiny little thing, then it kind of loses its character. It loses, you know, it would lose Be Noble's presence in the song if every little tiny thing was was perfect because then it no longer sounds human it's you know? not even human you know we're not robots be human totally and that be noble be human and um i'd be trying to tell him <laughs> i'd be trying to tell him when we uh just made this this hardcore punk record that was a, a big thing for us is that you know i have all the stuff where i could go through and put in drum samples and, and, and quantize and do this stuff and make everything perfect. But we were like, let's do it old school, you know, and we're, we're going to, we're going to make sure everything that's coming into the mic sounds amazing. And then we're going to play it fast and hard. And that's what you're going to hear like that. We're not going to do any sort of fuckery after the fact, you know, it's going to be real live shit. No post fuckery. Exactly. No post fuckery. Pre fuckery, but no post fuckery. Yeah, man. If you just get it sounding right in the first place and you capture that first take or something, man, you can't recreate that. You can't recreate that. You can't even try to recreate that. You know, it's an emotion. It's an essence. And it's a moment sometimes, you know, when you, when you all get in that right place and, and, you know, have a time set and you show up at the place ready to do it, you know, you're all pumped up and ready to do it. And there's a difference from that than, you know, getting it on the fly or recording at separate times or something about putting it all down together as a group or Yeah, you were telling me that. Like, duo. like my, my process is, is mainly I will do my own stuff. I will send it to somebody when I'm finished. And, you know, occasionally, like there was a couple tracks on me – album i just did with ogar burrow rare form where we would uh record two mics side by side and actually do it live but for the most part i'm you know i do it separate and you were saying all your guys shit you go in on it together well i mean just i mean, think just being in the same room we're doing it even if i'm recording my vocals separately you know and we're tracking it out and doing that but everybody else is there they hears yeah. what i put down and then they go and you know do it i think it really it really ties everything together. The rug really brings the room together. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was going with there. Thank you. It took me a second there. No, I, I get it. I get it. You know, it, it reminds me more of, you know, when I was when I was younger and in bands because everyone's always there together, you know, and you always go off and have lunch together and you always go and do everything, you know, together. And it, it definitely 
builds that chemistry. Your friends, you know? yeah. more than just, you know, a group, you know, I think it means a lot. And I think uh, that we're lucky because our whole group is in the same little town of Lahaina, Hawaii, that um, we are able to do that more. But once again, the technology and the things now that allow people to then record all over the world and be able to still put things together with people is also amazing. I mean, this is yeah. something I didn't have 15 years ago to really be able to do. I mean, it was a lot harder of an effort. You'd have to like, you know, it was a lot, a lot of process, different equipment. Things weren't compatible as much as they are now. You know, everybody's using different programs. So we'd drive down to L.A. from from my town of Gilroy, which is like eight hours just to be able to record with people down there because it was easier to do that than to, you know, transfer, you know, my vocals over to there, yeah. just get it over to them. And it was, uh, we used to have to send it in the mail. Yeah, You wouldn't even use email. Yep. It couldn't burn even handle CD, it. Burn the CD, <laughs> yeah, burn CD. put it in a priority mail. <laughs> yep. I've done that before too. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it is cool though, being able to do it remotely. Like you play a show with somebody and and you connect and you know trade info and you know you can send tracks from the island you know to to anywhere and make that shit happen like there is something cool about that but i do respect that you guys actually treat it like a legitimate group and are always doing that together five people in it almost is a group more than just like i mean a hip-hop group or whatever but man you got turntables and a female vocalist and four people MC and it come becomes more of a band almost group than yeah. than just being a you know a, a hip hop act. Yeah. You know, we got a lot more people on stage, a lot more entertainment. Sometimes it's hard I think to make everybody work with the right tones and voices doing it all like that, but uh, that that challenge is something that I really like working striving to get better at too is having all of us find our own voices and be able to come together as all four people at the same time it's really hard we've, we've all seen wu-tang or you know seen big groups act and sometimes you know you don't get the same sound as they're if you all just see Raekwon, ghostface killer <laughs> going out and doing their their set together you know is a little different than having six mcs on on stage that's true it's definitely yeah. the mixer is having a tough time when you guys started adding the other other members to the group i mean how did that change the dynamic I guess first of all, who produces the the music? Where do the beats come from? And what is that like working all of those those yeah. people on one track? I'll tell you what. Cha- the change of the dynamic with the group was like a, a huge thing for us because we we just got this, which is George Benson's old studio um, over in Lahaina that was started up. It, it was laying like nobody could use it for a long time, and then our DJ. Uh, Tobin Lindell right now, uh, he goes by DJ Deviant. He scooped this place up, you know, everybody started to pull their money together. And uh, these guys uh, that I, I did shows with a few years ago before I met Brooks and uh, Roy doing the Poets with Power thing, I was in a group called the Kinky Politicians. And that was with, uh, just it was a keyboardist and it was like a DJ, you know what I mean? And we're just coming out spitting raps. Uh, we met these guys from Go Get 'em. They're also a big part of the studio, Studio 23 that we work at. Mm-hmm. It's funny, it's like we're all to take 92, Studio 23. Yeah, and the 222, like and the 222. Yeah, yeah. You guys all got the uh, the number thing. It's numerical. Anyway, so uh, the the guys from that, uh, Joe McCarowitz and Alex Ward, uh, Scott Frank, they're also in on the studio thing as well as uh, a bunch of the bands like from around town. It's like we just have this dope place to like make music at and write. Is uh, everybody has scheduled times that they come in and they can come and be creative, and that's like the coolest thing 
uh, getting more people involved, I guess that you were saying, yeah, it's collaboration. Um, everybody's getting to work with each other, even though, you know, everybody's doing their own thing, which Mm -hmm. is cool. But, um, I mean, on the project that like we've been kind of like toting around here in Eugene, the friend zone deal that's set aside from like what we, we do over at studio 23. We've been just doing that. Like, you know what I mean? In my bedroom, you know what I mean? With pro tools and fucking, you know, using MPCs and keyboards and just like cruising around. So you've been making your own beats and stuff. Yeah, too. totally. That project was more of a remix. So what we were doing is taking uh, movie samples and things and tr- doing a lot of chops. Yeah. And and stuff like that. X and Y axis kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, on the first album for Poets with Power and uh, definitely the second one that we've been using. Or I mean, we're, we're, we're getting ready to use. Yeah. Uh, I contributed, um, what, like five or six beats. Uh, Brooks had a homie uh, back in Gilroy, I believe that hooked some stuff up. It's collective producers. Okay, you know what I mean. And like he, you, you're like, was that your homie that put together some of the tracks over there? Or like, I remember we used like, I'd probably say like five or six of the beats that I I made on a a Triton uh, Extreme. Oh, okay, the blue one. Yeah, and then like did doctoring through too, you know, in Pro Tools and bounce down. But um, it's it's crazy. It's like they use Ableton a lot over at the studio, and then we're using Pro Tools. So it's like you know what I mean. Everything's starting. We're starting to see a lot more of the like computer side of all the shit coming together. You know what I mean. And everybody's getting better at like that whole deal too. So the just just bouncing from the the beat making process to the actual like well, that, re- recording process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, totally. It's cool though, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's really neat to see all of these different programs and like all the different people that come together to make this shit happen. You know what I mean? Like when we started out doing stuff. Yeah. I remember you made uh, a couple beats on that first one <laughs> yeah, back in high was, school, man. That was like a little sampler kind of deal. I mean, fuck, we're all we're doing is sampling anyways in hip hop, you know what yeah. I mean? It's all songs over and over, but what's the kind of the blessing of working in these studios and getting older and like working with more talented musicians. It's like, we're like getting to play with some really, really good musicians. Cause I'm not like a crazy you know what I mean? Guitar player like you can do, you know what I mean? And Chase Eichengreen can throw down the drums. <laughs> yeah, Chase, yeah. what up? <laughs> but I definitely can jam out on a fucking MPC, you know what I mean? And sample my own shit and start, you know, doing what, what feels good. Well, and, and that is so important in the creative process of just being able to make stuff yourself and not like wait necessarily on other people to feed you beats or to whatever, like, or like you were saying, everyone has their time to be in the studio and, and write and, and just be creative. Like having this place for me is a lifesaver and it completely changed the way I write music. And and it went from having to write a thing down in my notebook and just remember how it goes in my head, you know, for maybe weeks until, you know, I get with the band or I get to a studio or whatever but to actually be able to have an idea, lay it down in the moment um, while you're, you're feeling that inspiration, yeah. build on it, you know, and just have something even to listen to that you can come back to later. Like that is the biggest songwriting tool. Comfortable, you know? Yeah, yeah, you can do it. And just to it. let listeners know, too, Sam, <laughs> Sam is talking about this place. He's like, oh, just to have this place, which is uh, his, his music lab in here and where we're recording this. Uh, there's no windows in here at all. No, and so I know Sam's just butt ass naked. <laughs> you know, in, in the summertime, I don't wear pants sometimes out here. You know, yeah, it gets hot. it gets warm. But uh, no, really, when I know it doesn't have underwear. When, on. when I moved in here, 
I painted everything black and the black carpet went through everything and I walled over the windows and I, I really wanted there to like right now there's posters and shit all over the walls. But at that time yeah. there was nothing because I didn't want any outside interference, any distraction. I wanted, it was almost like sensory deprivation or something like, like come in here and just be present in here <coughs> yeah. with your creativity. You know, that was kind of the vibe. And, you know, over the years I've just acquired a lot of things that are kind of around here now, but that, that was definitely my intent before is like, you just come in and you focus on the song, you know, or, or whatever it is that you're doing in here. Or the Clint and, Eastwood Grand yes. Torino poster. So now I got the Clint Eastwood and the Roots and the you know all the stuff. Oh no, that's but, that's you know. it's funny that Clint Eastwood Grand Torino's right next to the Roots. I like that one. Oh yeah, man. The best line from Grand Torino is he's like those damn get those damn zipper heads off my lawn. <laughs> I'm a yeah. zipper head, ladies and gentlemen. Ah uh, man, that movie. I feel like <laughs> I understand why people didn't like it, but. Also, it's kind of awesome because, it, I mean, it's a classic just juxtaposition of like some grizzled old person yeah. who doesn't want to be bothered and is all set in their ways and then, you know, warms up to, uh, you know, it's like almost like a buddy cop thing. Where, like you have a young partner that, you know, kind of softens you up and shows you some other perspective or whatever. I just thought there were some but, funny racial lines in there. Oh, there are. Like when he <laughs> teaches the little kid, he's like, no, you talk like a man. You walk in here and say, listen, you son of a bitch, give me a fucking haircut or whatever, yeah. like that whole thing. But no, I, I I thought that movie actually had something and the fucking ending was awesome. I don't know. Sorry, did I'm you, a like, movie go, nerd. I know, but did you go and find this like movie poster and be like, I gotta have Dr Grand Trino? No, actually, uh, a drummer of DFS, his name's Kellen, worked at a movie theater for a long time and so he gave me a couple different ones um like, well that grindhouse one i got but Boom, michelle pfeiffer there's gran torino well yeah that whole end of the room is batman yeah of course um, and i got like i got all these toys in well the that's house. your thing is batman though yeah i mean it always has been i don't have any room to put the more batman out here but i have a lot more of this kind of scat well you can see this i got this like seven foot batman superman Wonder Woman bat, thing. The Bat Cave, then, maybe? I mean, not exactly. It's not like I, I set out to do this. I've just acquired all these things. Well, yeah, and that's just your thing. It's and always I, been Batman. I, I don't know, know where to put that thing. It's just... We have a friend uh, over in Maui that does a lot of our, our <laughs> sound, which we want to give him a shout-out to. His name's Andrew Stouffer. I'm coming to get you, Andrew. <laughs> Doing your Clint yeah. Eastwood impression now? You damn zipperhead. <laughs> I actually looked what that meant up on... That's not bad, actually. Zipperhead? No, I mean, your 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 voice there. Oh. Because you, di you didn't, like, open your jaw at all. Oh. You know? Thank you. you just, right. Yeah. I just 50 cent ticket. <laughs> There's plenty of characters inside. <laughs> but, um, Andrew Stouffer, you're going to fucking get beat up, bro. No, he's just kind of like my Matt Damon, you know? Yeah? Yeah. It's like, just, oh, hey, we don't have enough time for you, Andrew Stouffer. Can I shit on him a little bit. Yeah. Well, I know he likes poop on his face. Oh, okay. Everybody's got their own taste, I guess. <laughs> Maybe not taste is the wrong word for that yeah. sentence, but don't um. edit this out. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I keep all the garbage. Who knows? But I'm coming to get you. <laughs> well, shit, man. Tell me about what is on the horizon for you guys. So, I mean, tonight play some show. Well, yeah, tonight I know you're going to Cutting Linguists. Yeah, what? we have a, a, a homie kind of like he was a connection over in Maui uh, named Sam Roberts. Mm -hmm. He was doing some shows out there and was like, um, on a you know just mutual musician homie. We were gonna go and check out the Cutting Linguists mm -hmm. show tonight at Hi Fi. And plus, 
I don't, we were kind of like trolling around town, just like doing our thing and like, you know, stopping by and seeing all the hammies. It's, I mean, when's the last time you came back? About two years ago. So yeah, it was like real quick though. Like I just came in town to see my parents for um, Christmas. Yeah. Ooh, it's a great time. Did you folks go out there to visit you too? They're actually going to come this Christmas. Nice. Yeah, and, and it's cool because we have like hella shows. We got Poets with Power shit going on and then also Be Noble and the XC Penis deal that we're doing mm-hmm. that you can find on SoundCloud. That's the cut. Uh we're just like doing all sorts of shit, dude. That's the coolest part about being out in Maui right now is like there's a huge market for, you know, tourists to come see things at, you know, after 10 p.m. So nice. we've been like really getting to do some like really fun shows with cool people. Well, one of these days I'll make it out there. I um, just haven't been able to figure out like how do I route that into a tour? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, Where, where's the part where we fly out and fly back? But that's you the know? thing though is once you get the inside the loop, it's like doing this every year yeah it's a maui tour that'd be nice then over to the big island and then over to you know oahu and there's plenty of people out there like wanting to see some cool shit yeah it'd be fun man i know uh uh, graves and and henry just went out there i'll have to ask him how how they like the the underground like sad guy angry rap over there (laughs) brooks don't we like for underground rap if we like like we shit we've done stuff with like dj quick we were saying dj swamp you know what I mean? Z-Man, Equipped, but what other, like, there is some other fucking... When you played with Gab, was that out no, out there? Yeah, we had, we had Gift of Gab, man. Nice. We had Dell and uh, nice. A-Plus and Domino came out. We had uh, nice. Lucky I Am, Scarab, nice. I just played The with Grouch. Him. Nice guy. We had all them out there. DJ Nikon just came out and done some stuff with us. And then we just had DJ True Justice, Vocab Slick, and Equipto. Um, came out to do a little tour. Oh, we had. Yeah. Uh, I gotta get out there, man. Jeez. I guess I just like I look at it like it's this other, th- totally other Josh. thing, you know. Josh Martinez. Josh yeah. Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. Jerones came out. He was a really nice guy, actually. He came out. Yeah, he's super did, cool. Did a great job. Um, we just had Abstract Rude come out. Yeah, that's right. That was, that was fun. We took him to the studio after the yeah. show and. You know, had some good time with him, freestyling, doing it. Become really good friends. The cool thing about Maui and flying out these artists is it's not the same as, as other places where, you know, they're coming out to also go to Maui. Yeah. Like, you know, we're getting, we're facilitating their room. We're taking them to a barbecue. I'm showing them a cool breakfast spot in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. you get to be way more personable on a business level than you would a lot of other places. Like, oh, thanks for the show. Here's your check. All right, see you next time. We yep. actually get to hang out like i have personal numbers and talk personably with a plus and with z-man and with true justice and these people it's it's a cool it's a cool little niche that we get in the islands because people are also there just to enjoy the islands and they need somebody to show them around so hey there's b noble there's post with power we're right there and then we get you know linked in with all of their with their people and connections with that. It's been a really amazing thing of networking in the last two and a half years we've done out in Maui, man. You know, and, and what I've found in, in rap music is that everything is interconnected. Like it's, it's such a great collaborative scene, you know, that, that, you know, like you were saying, just acquiring all these connections over just a couple of years of hosting shows. And it's, you know, it's been the same with us out here and, um, it's it's so great to have these people that you listen to in high school in your record collection oh, that man. you know now you can you I mean, can you I can text the them and, and, and be like them, yo man. I'm sending you uh, you know a fucking beat today you know whatever like that that shit is so cool 
to me. Yeah, I know you just had a, a gentleman named uh, Pure Powers come out here and just performed in Eugene just a couple, just like a week and a half ago or something, I, I believe, with yeah. True Justice and Equipto. And he's actually coming to Maui with Lafa Taylor and Zionai. Friends, I don't know. Like, he's I been know, doing a lot. I know who he is. Doing a lot in Oakland, yeah. Brandon yeah, like, Powers. I, like I've, I've seen him on there, but I can't think of if Shut we ever played powers. a show together. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I'm not sure how we know each other. I, we must have played together sometime. You I may don't, have. Yeah, yeah, I, don't yeah know. I said he's 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 a little newer. He's been doing it for a while, but he's really just put a real big push on. He's the one fronting. You know, everything for these shows, I swear he's doing a lot of the booking himself. You know, he's he's in the studio or he's out on tour working with Dell and with a lot of hieroglyphics, a lot of quantum gentlemen, Z-Man mm. and all these people. And Looks like he's starting to blow up. He is. His latest CD has gotten really big. He was just in, like, the Source magazine. Yes, yeah, I, I saw that. A couple other that. things. So he's a really good friend of ours and a person that we're lucky enough to get to know. And, yeah, he's actually going to be in Maui for the show with Lafa Taylor and Zion I performing as well. Nice. So we'll get to see him in just a week. That's the 23rd. I'm not sure what day. That's a good tour. Like, that's that's a really good bill, I feel like. Yeah, it's, I know? guess Zion I is releasing a new album. Oh, shit. So it's like an album tour thing. But then, yeah, you know, touring with Lafa and with Pure Powers is on the bill, at least for... At least for five or six shows that I've seen, that all three of them are together and they're doing, you know, when you come to Maui, yeah, you go to the big island, you go to Oahu, you can do the whole little three island shoot, you know, so you can get a good. So people go out there and, and do like a weeks, mini tour out there. Mini tour out just Maui, Hawaii. part of their tour. Uh, that's how we met Brandon Powers. He was doing this thing called the Ohana tour two years ago where he brought out, he brought out Dell and, um, not sure there were there was somebody else that he brought out with. I'm, I'm slipping on the name, but he came out with Josh Martinez too. Um, just a good guy and putting a lot of work in in the underground hip hop game. He's he's really doing a lot and it's starting. His fruitions are paying off for the guy. But I think that's rad, man. Like I I get inspired by seeing you know our colleagues do well. Exactly. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but like anytime you see. You know, like even Sadistic, who's on the tour you guys are going to see tonight. Yes. You know, he's he's been a friend of mine for a few years, and he used to put us on shows when not a lot of people would, and, you know, kind of kind of gave us a leg up and, and was was really cool to us. And then seeing him sign with Fake Four, and then seeing him go out and tour with Tech 9 and then seeing, you know, it's like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Because what it does is it gives me hope that we're all, like, there's there's still a chance for all of us, you know. Like <laughs> like you look you look at uh, uh, pure powers, or you look at uh, uh, like my friend sees Mike's. He's on uh, my label Crush Kill, and he just got signed to the new wave of uh, Strange Famous artists with Sage Francis. And oh, so did my friends the Jive and Scientists, you know. And like that that shit's just so so great to me because these are people that we've we've done shows together. We break bread, we hang out, watch Always Sunny on tour or something. And you know we go on our way, but we're all kind of we're all kind of the same dudes in our respective scenes. You well, know, we all I feel mutual like. respect, for and each we all other do too, our own. You know. you know, yeah, we all kind of do our own thing. But but in our own parts of the country, it's like we're all the same. And so so seeing them do well makes me feel really really good. You know, or just seeing people out there working, you know, and and earning that shit. Like I just it inspires me to keep working and doing it too it's inspirational right i mean it makes you gives you an understanding and a belief that it's still out there for everybody to make something of it but it also just shows you know how hard work pays off 
And it also just shows, I mean, I believe hip hop, I relate a lot to like skateboarding, you know, you're just mm. out there with your friends and I may be trying to do a whole different trick or run than somebody else's, but I see them do what they were trying to do, man. And I, you slap your board on the ground, you give them props for it. Cause you know how much work that they put into it too. And it's a, uh, it goes both ways on that too. It also keeps everybody spider webbed, interlinked around, around the world to be able to, you know, go somewhere else and, you know, collaborate with them or them come out to Hawaii. Like we've been lucky enough to bring people out. Everybody's in a network and we're all trying to do this, this underground hip hop and, you know, keep it going for everyone else. Cause as I always believe too, you always got to remember where you came from. And, you know, I was that kid trying to get on a stage trying to get my first, you know, reps, put out my first CD and yep. all those things, man. And all that stuff is the same as now I see I'm helping out other people do mm -hmm. or I'm part of this bigger, bigger picture than I ever imagined of of what I love and what I want to do every day, man. And it's really cool to see it still going and growing. Hip-hop's still alive, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely, man. And I, I really appreciate your skating analogy because I feel like that's the perfect metaphor if you um like a few years ago i had i had been removed removed from skating since like middle school I, I didn't do it since then but a few years ago i went and made this video with a lot of skaters and seeing them go after the same trick 25 30 times in a row and fail and fall and fail and fall every time and keep getting up and doing it and doing it and doing it. And at the end of the day, maybe they don't get it. Maybe they come back the next day and they just, Except I fucking that. got it. No coach. You know, and you that know, shit is just awesome to me because skating is so like DIY anywhere you are right now, mm -hmm. you do that. And then the challenging yourself on that level of like, oh, fuck, I couldn't do it 10 times in a row, but I'm going to keep doing it. You know, like that mentality is so uh, parallel to what we do, I feel like, in hip hop of the, um, you know, maybe there's maybe there's no venues. So I'm going to throw my own show at this dude's house or whatever. Or maybe, um, you know, I'm trying this crazy rap and I couldn't quite, oh, fuck, that's really hard to do that fast and I'm going to work and work and work until I can kill it. Like, there's just so many analogies, I feel like, little tangents that could be uh, summarizing that one thing you said yeah, of that is. work ethic and that perseverance, you know. Like, perseverance and the belief that, you know, you will you will do it. You will yeah. accomplish it, you know. And like you said, DIY, without anybody else really telling you what to do, you're going to try to do it because you want to do it. And there's the thing about, you know, music and passion that is my full belief in it. Even if I wasn't going to make it, even if I was just going to keep doing this and having fun and making it, it's still something that I will always do because I cannot, like I said, not do it. It's something that burns in me deeper than for anyone else even, even though you always want to get your things heard and, you know, hopefully be successful in, in your craft or what you love to do, I still am successful in myself for do, for having something that I think and care about doing so much that I cannot not do it. I have to do it. I'll be completely I'll be spitting till I'm sixty. <laughs> no man, I, I, I'm with you. I think that's great. And uh uh I think that it is again like skating, it's a thing you do for yourself and when other people catch on that's awesome and it is validating but 
This is we we do this because it's our passion. It's you guys what we are love. getting all sentimental you know? in it's here. It's what we love. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm about to squirt. I mean, I was gonna I was gonna call it there, man. I feel like we got yeah to a great uh, totally. Uh, I was just looking down here at some of the dates. The Giants Cubs. Actually, my mom did just text me and she said, she's like, you guys want to ride downtown because we didn't rent a car and we're just back in town. We're like, yeah, dude, we want to go downtown. (laughs) But just to like, just to kind of, I don't know, wrap things up with you, Sam, just so that we can do a little bit of our promo. (laughs) We got a... And this is going to air in December, keep in mind. So, right on. Yeah. So this uh, is all not going to even really matter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, December 23rd, I got a show coming up with the Lamonts. Right now, you can catch uh, Brooks Noble. We call him B Noble XC Penis. That's what this whole project is. And uh, we're affiliated with Poets with Power, uh, high grade. Uh, it's going down. November 11th, we got Charlie Tuna. Nice. Um, he's going to be coming out from... Uh, Jurassic Five, yeah, be a cool one. And then also, oh, before that, October twenty third, we got uh, Lafa Taylor and the Zion I show that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Poets with Power, the hot, boys. hot Boys. They're gonna come out in, for the release of the new Tupac movie. I think it's the second stop on the tour is in Lahaina, and the theater that we're putting on these events at, the Maui Theater in Lahaina, capacity is about six hundred fifty, six hundred seventy nice. people. Huge stage and screen, so we're gonna, I believe, premiere the movie, and then they're just gonna let Tupac's verses go on all the songs that they do together, and mm. then you know perform their own songs. But this is actually a really big collaboration thing for Post of Power and High Grade because there's a lot of people in the LA area that are affiliated with this, and um, this is gonna be yeah the second st- second stop on their tour of showing this. I believe, you know, worldwide movie. This is yeah, I yeah, think it's by Paramount Pictures movie. or something is doing this Tupac yeah, movie. Up. All eyes on me. Yeah, all eyes, all eyes yeah, on th- me. I think that's rad. Like I just got off this tour where we were showing the idea documentary and we were talking about I was talking with the director Brandon Croson, like did you just invent a thing? Like you did a movie <laughs> tour and rap tour yeah. and combined like I've never heard of that. So fuck it. They're doing it too. Like that's awesome, man. I would love to see more shit like this. You know, just like I was saying, who listens to this show? Music nerds. Yeah. Who's exactly. gonna want to see that tour? Music nerds. Like right on. Yep. And well, fucking. If you want to check our music out, uh, it's b dot noble n o b i l uh, x space x then c p n e s s um, at soundcloud dot com. Cool. Check us out. Thanks Mother for coming fucker. on the show. Right on, Sam. Thanks for giving me my first verse ever. <laughs> Shit, dude. Fucking let's like make more, dude. Rock the shock. Yeah. Everybody just rock the shock. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that chat. It was it was cool for me. I never met B Noble and we had a lot in common, you know, kind of the punk rock roots and uh, obviously great to see my friend CP. It's been a really long time. Sounds like we're just kind of living parallel lives in a way as artists hosting all the acts that we look up to and it's kind of cool seeing your record collection become part of your regular life and uh, respect to those guys for doing that so I'm going to leave you with a track from them called Dancing in the Rain it's actually a Poets of Power track and you can look up that video on YouTube and uh, I'm the, the anti-fun but uh, you know these guys like to party so it's going to have a little different vibe than my shit but uh, check out Poets of Power right here Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. BWP, baby, baby. Baby. Feel so beautiful, don't you agree? I do. Now come and lean back into this summer.
Let me live it in the sun Put it in all shine We never do complain You can catch us, you can catch us Yes, in the rain Now go and lean back And twist some up This is for my people Let me live it in the sun Put it in all shine We never do complain You can catch us, you can catch us Yes, in the rain Sitting in the sun Growing on some trees Living with the love And loving where I'll be Between these feelings and these thoughts You will buy my own anxiety yeah. I just gotta let it go Spit this game on how I know The mother cats is rapping But we just don't condone they flow I'm on that culture, yo Put it in a motherfucking waffle cone We hit a pop and everybody know This just the way it goes, yeah be the one to go and melt back Feel away, never pain, we gotta get back To the days before the recession that made it hard Young professional to get out back Now and lean back and twist some up This is for my people that be living in the sun But if it all shine, we never do complain You can catch us, you can catch us, yeah, it's in the rain Now and lean back and twist some up This is for my people that be living in the sun Mix 
mixed with many shades of gray. See if he conjured up the BB, noble skeptic came to play. Let's do another good night, smoking on that high grade. I got one lady back with summer. This is for my people that be living in the sun. But if it all shine, we never do complain. I got one lady back with summer. This is for my people that be living in the sun. That is our show. Thanks for checking out Poets with Power. Next episode, I've got my band, Dead Fucking Serious. We're going to talk about our new punk record, Squalor, that's coming out January 13th on Take 92 Music and Crush Kill Recordings. And we'll be hitting the road with a West Coast tour. So watch for that. Check out our pre-order at Take92.com.